pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Six ninety four one And JT, I mentioned, Maslin has won seven in a row. The last time the McKinley Bulldogs beat the Maslin Tigers, okay, was when Dan Reardon was the head coach, okay, in his first year, and their quarterback was our next guest, who's a defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears now, and that's Dominique Robinson joining us on the Kenny and JT Show. Dom, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Can you hear me well? Oh, hear you loud Extremely well. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I know it's your day off, but I reached out to you, and I figured you wouldn't mind knowing that it's that week, McKinley-Maslin week. So we wanted to get you on today to to talk about your memories of being a Timken kid. You transfer. Well, you don't transfer. They consolidate the schools. You become part of this rivalry. So how did Dominique Robinson view it when you were at Timken and then when you were part of the rivalry uh, as a McKinley uh, member? Oh, when I was at Tempe, I really didn't care about it much, <laughs> uh, quite frankly. Um, I mean, I cared about it. I had opinions on who I thought would win those years, but um, being in it is, is completely different. That's interesting then because, you know, leading up to the Maslin game, being a Canton kid, we know what to expect during that Maslin week. So your very first experience you come into this situation, you know about the rivalry, you know what to expect, you know how many people are going to be at the stadium. What was it like your first week with the dinners and the speeches and everything else involved in Maslin and McKinley week? See, that's the one thing I did not know about. Even, mm-hmm. you know, my brother, uh, Anthony Robinson Priest, he played from, I think, 2002 to 2006 is when he graduated, but I never remembered all of the things that went on that week. So that whole week was very long. And that's what they're dealing with right now leading up to the game, which is not on a Friday night. They move it back to Saturday so you can get all that other stuff in, right, because uh, of the hype surrounding it. So uh, your first year uh, with Dan Reardon as the head coach, like I said, last time McKinley beat Maslin, 30-28 to in 2015. So take us back to that game at what was then Fawcett Stadium and what you remember about playing in that game and not just playing in that game, winning that game. Honestly, I just remember the enjoyment of winning. Like, uh, late in that game, it was a, it was that whole week was long, like I said. But as the game started and things started flowing, we had gadget plays, you know, tricked up and stuff like that. So, it was just completely – it was fun the whole game. And then we get in the fourth quarter and I throw a late interception trying to throw it down to the ground on a screenplay. And, you know, they end up taking it to the house. And I just I just remember being on the sideline like, we got to score. There's no way I go out and, you know, lose the game on, on that. Like, we leave with me throwing a big six. So, we, you know, worked up a nice drive and we end up scoring. Well, you didn't just score. You went 
John Elway, you helicoptered into the end zone for that go-ahead touchdown. What do you? What do you? Do you remember the play call? And do you remember as that's unfolding as you, uh, you know, end up in the end zone as you went airborne? I do, and um, it was just a it was just a zone read, and we had ran it the whole game, and I knew that the DN or I think they had a blitz on. It was a either a DN or a, a safety who was coming off the edge when I put it in um, Justice's stomach, the ball in Justice's stomach. I'd seen that he that uh, guy was coming off the edge pretty quick, and that was an easy read, so I pulled it and took the edge. Um, I do believe, had I handed it, we were going to win the game regardless, had I gave it to Justice or not. Like, Justice was a dynamic running back, and the hole was open for him to have taken it, but my read was on the end, so I made the right read. Either or, we would have won. Yeah, and you do win that game. Last time McKinley's won in this series, 30-28. to We're talking with Dominique Robinson, currently with the Chicago Bears in the National Football League. But I uh, had, uh, what you play in two games, right? You, you beat them at, at Fawcett, then you lost the next year at at, uh, uh, at Paul Brown. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, but both games were two-point games, right? They could have won either way yeah. both years. Yeah, we should have won that, that second one, too. Oh. Again, late in the game, uh, uh, we score and we go for two. And on, on after we scored, I, you know, I ran into the end zone, that left pylon. I hit the left pylon. I get hit in my ankle, and that that injury it was a slight injury, but it was big enough to kind of rattle me a little bit. And we went for two. And you know, when you get hurt and you get, you know, you just you kind of start being frantic a little bit. And I was frantic. We ran a QB zone play, and the gap, like when I, I go back and I watch the tape, kind of, not all the time, but every once in a while, I look at it and I'll be like, man, that hole was so big. Like, <laughs> if I would have just ran through, it would have tied the game up. And then we had a champ opportunity again to kick a field goal, but, you know, our field goal kicker kind of, he you know, he missed it. So we had opportunities to win that game. We just didn't capitalize on them. Dominique Robinson is our guest right now. We're talking not only about McKinley and the Massling game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears. I want to ask you about their backup quarterback in a second. But uh, going back into this McKinley-Massling rivalry, and you came back before the season started, your message to this year's team, uh, what do you see in today's athlete that may be different from just a few six, seven years ago when you were here? Uh... I think they have a lot more opportunity, honestly, um, in terms of the equipment and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, the training, uh, just the people that, the people who are involved. I mean, we have people, and don't get me wrong, we have a lot of people involved and they treat as well, but being in that new facility that they have and all the equipment and stuff like that, it's just like, I mean, back on. Right. <laughs> yeah. facilities. Their facilities are almost better than some lower level like D two, D one, you know, Division one college football places. So it's like mm-hmm. they have all the all the utensils and equipment to be great if they utilize them the right way. Dom, when a rivalry is so one sided, all of us old dogs and all this old tigers probably all have an idea or a theory of why it goes one direction or the other. What do you see in the McKinley Maslin rivalry and why has it been so one sided? Uh, it's funny because I just heard it. I was talking to somebody earlier, and it was like, you know, 
uh, a couple years, maybe it's unlucky. A couple years, just one team is more lopsided than the other. And I'm like, for a couple years there, it was just some unlucky stuff. Like, I care, like the years, the few years that, the year after me, the years I watched the game that my little brother played in, Jasper, and I was like, they had a few of those games in the bag, you know, just, yep. it, it could have went either way is what I'm saying. And then the last couple of years has been, you know, kind of masculine dominant. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what they, I don't know what they got going over there, but those jokers are, uh, they got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> and and your, yeah, your point is well taken. As I'm looking at the scores from uh, when you beat them 30 to 28, the next year you lose by two. The following year, McKinley loses by one. The following year, it's a one-score game, 24-17. So there were four straight years where exactly. McKinley was in every game. And if you make a field goal in one of those two years, you end up winning one of those two games, right? You are in position right. for that. So, And there, therein lies the luck portion, just like we saw the Browns get lucky, uh, you know, this weekend on that last play when that field goal sails wide right and they pull the upset uh, on the 49ers. So sometimes – Hey, you can have the greatest game plan in the world. You can execute, but you need a little luck, don't you, Dom? You do. You do sometimes, especially in games like that. I've always been told in those kind of games, everything happens. Fumbles, special team scores. You just have to be prepared for what what comes. Yeah, and uh, we're going to have it for everybody like we do each and every year. Uh, For us, this is our 79th year of covering high school football on WHBC, but this is the 134th meeting between Maslin and McKinley. And like we said, uh, Maslin's won seven in a row, nine of ten. So McKinley trying to upset uh, Maslin this weekend at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. So uh, how do you get updates on, on Saturday? Obviously, you've got uh, you know more important things to worry about. You're playing for the Chicago Bears in the National Football League. But once uh, you know, you're involved with this rivalry, you're always involved with it. So how will you get updates? Oh, I'm going to try to at least hear about it, be tuned into Twitter at some point. That Saturday we have our usual walkthrough, so uh, I'll probably catch the second half or listen to the second half at some point. But I'm always – I'm tuned into everything every week. Uh, I got, you know, coach that coaches at Kent South, some people at Kent South, my nephew plays for Maslin. So I've been watching, you know, the area for, you know, all, all of this year. Well, check this out. You'll be uh, you're lucky here because uh, this year we did something new. Uh, we have our own YouTube channel, WHBC on YouTube. Right, we're carrying the game live. You'll be able to watch it if you go to YouTube. Dot com and type in WHBC, you'll be able to watch the game live starting at two o'clock and then on demand afterwards if you want to watch the whole game, Dom. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I will yeah. be tuned in for sure. I'll give you something else you can do, too. You guys are taking on the Raiders this week. You can talk to Josh McDaniels after the game and argue whose McKinley team was better, yours or his. Oh, I will be talking to him for sure. <laughs> Dominic Robinson is our guest right now, defensive end for the Chicago Bears. Not having a great year so far and one in five in division. But you got, you know, that division is wide open now that it, you know, we want to say because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. But then again, you know, we, we know there are teams that can rise up throughout the course of the season and make waves. Now, we saw Justin Fields go down last week with a thumb injury. But I want to ask you this question, and we'll get back into some more McKinley Maslin stuff. Who in the world is Tyson Badgett? I'll tell you this. Uh, 
the kid is a hell of a player. Um, I trust him. I think the team we we we're gonna rally behind him, and that's all you know. That's all that matters. I mean, his his college stuff proves that he is a, a great quarterback, and even throughout the preseason, he showed that he can be a great quarterback. So we're gonna rally behind him and you know make sure that he's in the best position possible to make us get us to win some games. It seems as though Tyson Badgen is now going to be the starter in Chicago, which means he must have beaten up P.J. Walker, who just beat the San Francisco 49ers as a member of the Cleveland Browns. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how that works, right? The six degrees in the NFL with quarterbacks, uh, you know, lasting in Shepherd College or Shepherd University. Never heard of it, but here he is, 6'3", 215, as your starting quarterback, only 23 years old. So uh, hopefully he can, uh, you know, get things rolling for you. Hey, man, does this mean that you're the emergency quarterback at Chicago now? <laughs> oh, no, this is not. <laughs> That's not in the cards at all, Come on. Huh? It is not. It is not. I don't believe so. If you are, yeah. hey, if you are, I'll pick you up in my fantasy football team. I have that Justin Herbert who didn't do me any favors oh, last geez. night. There you go. <laughs> comes back to comes back to JT's fantasy right. team. Hey, we're going to have you on in about a week, but I want you to uh, let everybody know why you're coming back on with us uh, next Tuesday as you've got a, a special event here uh, in Stark County, and I love that you give back to the community uh, on a regular basis, Dom. Uh, share with everybody the Share the Warmth program that you've uh, developed and have going on. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to find a way to give back you know, in, the, in the city a little bit, and we have a coat drive that's coming up. Uh, the Sherlock one um, coat and winter drive, uh, winter apparel drive, where we'll have you know a bunch of coats, some you know hats, I think gloves and stuff like that. Um, and we'll have we got drop, drop boxes for people to drop off any um, you know fairly used coats throughout the city. So that's what we have going on on November fourth, and we just want people to show up. If you don't have any coats, you know if you know of people. Um, who are in need of a coat on the, you know, side by, and we have a, we'll have all types of sizes and stuff. So, so we have. Yeah, it's outstanding, and uh, I'm looking at the locations: uh, the Memorial Fieldhouse Ticket Office uh, on Harrison Avenue, the New Morning Star Full Gospel Ministries uh, on Cornella Avenue, and the Shiloh Baptist Church. Uh, on 3rd Street in Maslin are, are places you can drop off. And we'll talk more about this uh, the next time you're on with us uh, on Tuesday. And hopefully when we talk to you next week, it'll be after a, for you, after a McKinley win and after a Chicago Bears win, right? Yes. Truly. <laughs> that, that would be nice. Yeah. Hey, check it out on YouTube. Enjoy the game when you get a chance to watch it. And we'll talk to you again next week. And thanks so much for coming on and sharing your memories about this uh, great rivalry. Of course. Thank you so much.